precious Listen, building. You are more than the air. Listen, I close to my heart. I see her face and notice she sees. Your reflection is more than you see. You are more than a phenom. Lasting S is longer than eons in the plateau that we on. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. Um, y'all know how y'all know our get down. You know, we we do our mental health check, make sure everybody is good. Uh, this week was this week was a little difficult. Still, um, I got kind of I got some some bad news from my doctor, which kind of created a little bit of spiral. But um, I'm gonna get through it. So. It's just one of those things that I have to continue to pray about, continue to meditate about, and just take the steps that I need to do, you know, in order to uh, make sure that my health is good. Um, in order to make sure that my health is good, um, but it's just I'm tired. Like I, I, I it seems like it's just one thing after another of compounded stress. Uh, health issues, um, just just everything, you know what I mean? But I'm not giving up. Um, like I tell you, keep pressing, keep pushing, keep, you know, keep moving. Um, it, it'll always make sense in the end, no matter what is on your plate, you got to be able to uh, dissect whatever it is and in your own time, get through it. It just seems like for me, once it starts, it's a continuous thing of, of stress and, and just issues. But I know, um, I know I can turn it around, you know, just got to take some, just got to take some things a little bit more serious in my life to make sure that I'm good. I got to uh, make sure that I'm not overexerting myself, uh, both spiritually, emotionally, uh, physically, um, and make sure that I'm not giving all of me to any, to anything, um, before I make sure that I'm good. So, um, I'm getting there, you know, like I said last week, it, it was, it's been a, a, a very, very difficult time mentally, but you know, it's every day that I'm up breathing is another day that we get an opportunity to, to make the change, to make the difference within ourselves and within, you know, the people who, who are around us and uh, people who care about us. Um, I know that, you know, with homeschooling, that's becoming frustrating um, because the, you know kids are like they want to be outside, they want to be with their friends, they want to do that, and uh, without that, without them being able to do that, you know, it takes a toll on their schoolwork and stuff like that. And a parent that I am, you know, I, I allow them to be free. I don't really bug them much about you know what they are or are not doing. Um, but more recently, it's been more difficult for my uh college prep kid like he just i don't know i don't know what's not clicking or i don't know i don't know what but it's be it, it has become difficult to to homeschool like and i understand i'm not like i'm not the parent that is oblivious to the needs uh the needs to be outside the need to communicate with friends the need to be with face, uh face to face with your with your people and stuff like that i'm not oblivious of that but also you know i got to make sure that you do what you're supposed to do like i always tell them all the time like until like, 
until the government, like I have my personal feelings about school in general, but it boils down to the fact that the government says you can't get a good job or a job in general without a GED or a high school diploma. So we're going to, we're going to make sure that you get through that point. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like, I understand the frustration. I under like because I think back. I, I think back to when I was in school, and I'm like trying to kind of figure out what, you know, what subjects matter. You know what I mean? Like I'm 38. Like what subjects did I learn in high school that really get me through today? You see what I'm saying? And it's not many. I think it's like two or three. And so I get it, but that's becoming a challenge because, of course, I'm dad. I don't, you know, to them I don't really understand. Even though you know I am one of the 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 coolest dads, I think, you know, through all of their friends, because I'm not one, I'm, um, I'm hard when I need to be, to be hard on them, but for, for the most part, um, I'm very lenient on, on what they do, because like I've always stated, I'm, I'm raising young men, like, you know what I mean? I'm not, like, you go to, through this approach of, you're a child, you stay in your place, and then, you know, you wonder why when they get older, they're looking for, that they're, they're seeking that unnecessary guidance because they never learn how to lead themselves. So for me, I, you know, I'm very big on letting them be free, you know, watch them and see what's going on and, you know, offer my input when I feel like it's, it's necessary. But for the most part, I allow them to come to me with whatever questions that they have. So in this situation with the homeschool, as a, uh, just as a parent who understands, it just looks difficult. Not that, you know, that they don't know what they're doing in school, but it's just like they're at home every single day, like going outside, like in a neighborhood that I live in, um, for one, it's not even, it's not many kids here. They have a few people that go to their school. Uh, they have a few people that go to their school, live in the neighborhood, but nobody's outside. You know, we're in the middle, we're, we're still uh, trying to get through this pandemic. People are getting vaccinated, but also people are getting sick from the vaccination. Like the school keeps open and closed and stuff like that. So that's creating frustration on them. In turn, they take it out on me, the parent, um, by not doing the things that they're supposed to do or, you know, just attitudes and stuff like that. Plus, you know, um, they still get their regular colds and regular flu and yada, yada, whatever. So that on it, that in itself is just a, it's, it's a frustration. And it's been very difficult to, to get through that. It's been very difficult to, um, to deal with just being inside all day, every day, and, and trying to figure out just things to do, you know? And kids, kids a lot of times, like they're not, trying to, they're not trying to do nothing with their parents. And I get it. It doesn't matter how cool that I think that I am, they're not trying to kick it with me. Like their thing is, let me play on PlayStation and you can go downstairs. And so, you know, they're loving and they love me. I know that they're my dogs, but it's like, you get to a point to where it's like, bro, I'm, um, I'm tired. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to do this. And so um, that has been something that has been on my mind, just trying to figure out new ways. Like they, you know, they talk to, they talk to their uncle, you know, they talk to um, their cousin, um, their little cousin loves them, man. 
And so, you know, they love him as well. So when they when they are on the, the FaceTime and, you know, they're talking to my, my brother and my nephew and my niece and stuff like that, it's, that's the refreshment that they get. You know what I mean? That's, that's, that's the outside that they get. Like, I, I try to, you know, let's go to the park, let's do something. But again, it's like, you can't really be playing with people right now. You don't know what they got. Um, and the thing is, is that me and my eldest son, like we have a compromised immune system. So that makes it difficult for the other kids because they can't really do nothing because if they bring it home to me and him, it's a wrap. And once me and him get sick, it doesn't matter if it's a cold, it doesn't matter if it's the regular flu, it doesn't matter what it is. Once him and I get sick, like we're, we're down, down. And so it's like, when I say down, I mean like we're hot, like at the hospital down. Um, so it's just, it's, it's difficult, man. It, it, it's, it's difficult to find that path of the, it's difficult to find that path of freedom uh, in the in the time that we're in right now, it's difficult to to overcome the cabin fever. I have cabin fever, and the thing is, I don't even like people. I don't even like being around people. Um, last week, last week I was taking uh, the college my college prep son. I was taking him up to the college to ASU to to do his testing. And at first, it was like, oh, cool, you know, we're outside, everybody's masked up. You know, I'm sitting there with other adults having conversations. And it just got old really quick. Like it just, it, 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 it got old. Like for me, because it's like, I'm an introvert um, and it just started getting heavy. And I'm just like, um, this is too much. But I saw that, you know, my son just being able to be outside, um, not necessarily, um, cause they didn't have time to really like play or anything like that. I mean, our college prep kids. So they're all like uppity and, and including my kid It's just, they just want to do their work and, um, and leave. But as an adult, it's like, oh, cool. You know, just having that, the first day was cool. Just having that, that opportunity to speak with other adults, walk around a campus, you know, um, mess around a little bit, just see what, what life is out there right now. Um, and then I noticed how excited he was like to be out like in, in a class. Like, I, I, while he was, how can I put it? It wasn't that he was excited to be in the class. It was the excitement of seeing other people finally. Even though they couldn't do like regular seventh, eighth grade stuff, it was just like, just seeing him being refreshed, like oh, other people were out there. So that helped. You know, my oldest, he's in high school. He's, he's about to be a sophomore. His frustration is that, man, like, I want to get the high school experience. But again, his immune system is compromised. So it's just been a, it's been a hard thing for me mentally trying to, um, trying to get through all of that. Trying to, trying to process all of that on top of processing the things that I'm already going through um on top of you know the uh, the the different things that come with being teenagers um my best friend did this and i don't know if we best friends no more this girl liked me but i like that girl and my friend liked the same girl that i like or you know it's it's, it's just so much as as a parent 
And my thing is like, I had to really, I had to really sit and just say, it's okay. Like it, it's, it's okay. We get to a point to where we get overwhelmed with so much stuff and we start feeling like bad parents. We start feeling like bad people. We start feeling like, you know, all these different things because all this stuff is happening and we feel like we got to do everything. As parents, we forget that we're human. Like, it's, it's, it's normal. All these things are normal. It just sucks that it's right one right after another. Boom, boom, boom. Like, my kids are all 18 to, I think, 18 to 21 or 22 months apart. So everything is literally, for me, is right after the other, right after the other. And I, I don't complain because them as my kids and, and I created those kids. Now, as I'm older, like when I, like when, when, when they were all first born, like, excuse me, especially with my youngest daughter or my oldest daughter, well, she was born seven years ago. It, I could do it. Like I was catching a bus to to uh to go see her spend time with her catching the bus going to spend time with my sons like going to work doing everything daycare school yada yada whatever but it's like now that they're they're my eldest two are teenagers issues keep coming you see what i'm saying my uh, youngest son um he's more attached to his mother than he is to me. Like, that's my dog. Like, don't get me wrong. Him and I had a very, a very rough start, a very, very rough start. But he's at the age now to where, like, he's transitioning to being one of the boys. But for him, he's one of the mom. Like, he wants stuff from me. He want, you know, he want me to get him McDonald's. He want me to get him toys. But as far as emotional stuff, he don't, he cool on me. He want his mom. So that's another difficult thing that for me, I have to, I have to process because like you, my boy, but I have to move away from the selfishness of your mom left when she left you here with me. Like I have to get over that selfishness and, and understand he don't know. Like in the grand scheme of things, he didn't, he, he, he's recently, recently being calm and cool with me, but for, for years, for years, it was like, bro, I want my mom. It didn't matter what it was. I, call her. I, can I go there? You see what I'm saying? He's nine now and still, or, or not still, because for a minute he was, he was getting cool. He was like understanding, like, all right, this is what the situation is, yada yada, whatever. But more recently, nah, fam, where am I at? Call her, come here, do like he don't, he don't, he don't want me. The, his brothers can't fulfill that no more. Like he want his mom. He want, and, and that's just what it is. And I had to tell him, it's okay. You're like, you didn't do anything wrong. It's okay. There's going to be times in their life to where, like my oldest two, they don't fool with their mom like that. Whether it be from them remembering how the situation happened or just the fact that they're teenagers. Like, so 
they come to me for everything. Even if I say, yo, I think you should ask your mom about that. They are, no, I'm good. And I'm not saying that that's okay. I'm not saying that that's good, but that's not my responsibility. It's not my responsibility to make, uh, uh, to make you be cool with your mom or make, your, make you converse with your mom or vice versa, make her you know, do anything. If y'all don't want to do it or if, or, or if y'all can't figure it out, that's on y'all. But for me, it's like I come up and I say this often, and I think I need to I, I, I need to rephrase this. Excuse me. Because I always say I was raised by my mom. And I was. I was raised by my mom. But my mom, I think I was eight when my mom remarried. And I don't want to, I've I just been thinking about how I've been phrasing stuff lately. So my stepfather was there. Like, I don't want to make it like, um, like he wasn't. I don't want to remove, like, remove him from, from life. And I noticed that I always say I was raised by my mom. And I say that because biologically, you know, that's that's my mom. You see what I'm saying? Um, but my stepfather was more cool. Like he he was more relaxed. Um, and I think that's where I get it from. I get the I get the calm from him. I get the, all right, let me see what's going on. Let me try to, let me try to understand this because uh, his struggles in life were different than my mom's struggle, struggles in life, right? And you could, you could visibly tell through the parenting, you can, you can visibly tell through the parenting. For me, like, I love my stuff. That's my guy. That like, that's my guy. And I think that's like I said. I think that's where I get the calm from. I think that's where I get the all right. Let me let me see what what they doing first before I jump in or before I like try to offer some advice and stuff like that. But also that's where I get the all right. Now nah, you got to get this. You got to get the school together because that was one thing that I always remember is that it didn't matter what time he got off work. It didn't matter what it was. It didn't matter if it was math. It didn't matter if it was science. It didn't matter what it was. I remember him often helping me with my homework. I remember him like, just, all right, come on, Kev, you gotta, you gotta do this. Like, are you not understanding this or understanding that? Or, all right, what are we doing? You know, what are we doing for science? I mean, even, uh, even when it was contest at school and stuff like that, if he didn't, if he didn't have the time to do it, um, you know, he would ask my, like costumes, right? He would ask my auntie Tammy to do it. And she, she would always hook it up. She like, I think one year we was M&Ms or, or I was an M&M. Um, I remember my favorite one he asked her to do, uh, and I think he helped too, but um, it was a Martian, big old box for Like it was, it was crazy. Like, but I remember that. And so that's where I get the, that's what makes me say to my sons, um, like I under I understand your frustration of not being able to, to do it, but I'm able to be patient with that and say, okay, you explain to me what you learned so that I know where I need to start it. I know that, you know, I may not be the the smartest at math. I may not be the smartest at 
science, stuff like that. But I'm going to figure it out. We're going to sit here. And if you can give me whatever the root of the, the thing is, I'm definitely going to figure it out. And then I'm not afraid to either Google or ask someone else. You see what I'm saying? So just dealing with, with, dealing with all of that while being a single parent is, I think, one of the most difficult things that anybody could go through, right? I, I think that the difficulty comes in, how do I be myself, but also try to fulfill what the other parent create, uh, uh, the void, the other, the other parent's absence has created, the void. And it's, 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 you get lost in that, right? You lose who you are trying to replicate what you think the other parent would be doing or giving or participating in. I remember when I realized like, all right, you, you really, you, you're really a single parent, right? And I didn't have time to go through a process. I didn't have time to, to, I didn't have time to figure it out. It was like on the fly, right? It, 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 it was on the fly. Um, I remember their mom moved to North Carolina and I was like, oh crap, like I'm a single, I'm a single, single parent. Like now I'm not a, I'm, I'm not a parent that single I'm a single parent for real, right? And so you start thinking of, and, 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 and not even thinking of, like you, you gotta go through the trials of now I don't have, I don't have help if I wanted it. You gotta process that. Like, if I need something for these kids, I gotta figure it out. It's no longer, yo, I'm about to send the kids up there, you know, yada, yada, whatever. Yo, throw me $20 for the kids. Like, like none of that. And you start thinking like, man, uh, I'm responsible for all the groceries now. I'm responsible for getting them to from school by myself now. Uh, I'm responsible for getting them clothes. I'm responsible because I'm a, uh, this is just me. I, again, if you listen to my podcast, uh, you know, it doesn't matter what I feel about either of my children's mother. I'm never going to speak ill on them. Um, I'm never going to speak ill on them because at the end of the day, if I'm ever needed, I'm going to be there for them. I'm not that guy that's going to front and, and, and act like I hate them. Are my feelings hurt about a lot of things? Yes. But when it comes down to it, if they ever call and if they ever need anything, then I'm going to be there. I'm not like, it just is what it is. I don't care who, I don't care who 
feels a way about that. I don't care what type of relationship I'm in. I don't care what it is. If either of them ever call me and need something, they are the mother of my kids and um, I'm going to do it as long as it's not disrespectful to a situation that I'm in, but I'm going to do it because that's just, that's just how my mind works. So anyway, um, just learning how to deal with being a single parent. Like you don't realize, you don't realize how much it takes. You, you, you don't realize how much it takes. You don't realize uh, how important it is to have a partner that can help you with things. Like for me, like I'm telling you when it, when, when I first like really, really was on like single parent life, like it was like so much, like I was getting up, taking them, you know, taking them to school, hurry up and then getting back to work, go pick them up from school so I can log back into work. Um, all right, let's do, let's do homework. All right, everybody clean up. Yo, y'all need to get in the shower. Uh, y'all need to, to, to make sure this is done, that's done, what y'all want to eat. I'm a firm believer, like I'm not fighting. I don't care what nobody says. I'm not fighting my kids on food. So I asked them what you want to eat. You need to tell me a vegetable that you like. I'm not forcing you to eat no other vegetable other than a vegetable that you like, but you will eat a vegetable. Like I'm that type of person. But I had, it was so much to figure out, like so much like, all right, I got to iron clothes. I got to make lunch. I got to do this. I got to do that. I still got to work. I still got to try to have a life. Like in, in my life suffered because I was like, nah, my kids are like, like they didn't ask for this. Like they didn't ask for this. So I had to do all of that. I had to be the nurse. I had to be the chef, I had to be the housekeeper, you know, I had to be the cleaners, I had to be the therapist, I had to be, you know, dad, I had to be a friend, I had to, you know, in trying to learn how to do that. I had to really just stop and say, it's okay. Like you gotta learn. I tell people all the time, the worst thing that the universe did, um, and I say this like, I say this loosely, the worst thing that the universe could have did was allow me to learn how to single parent and take care of myself and keep a roof over my head by myself. Because now it's like, a lot of relationships are based on fear. A lot of people stay in, in difficult situations based on fear of not being able to live without that person, not the actual person that you are next to, but what they provide. And so for me, learning how to live on my own, learning how like to, to have my kids and live on my own um, and get through it, it allowed me to realize that it's really okay. Is it hard? Yes, definitely. Will it always be hard if you're doing it by yourself? Definitely. But then at the end of the day, your kids are going to grow up. Like my, my oldest son is 15. When his mom left, he was five. Like when we broke up. Like when we, like when we for real, like this, this over, he was five. He's 15 now and he's a great kid. I don't have to worry about him as much. But the flip side of that is he grew, he, he, he grew up with me. 
And he helped me grow up. He helped me through that situation. He helped me through his mom not being there no more. He helped me through, you know, being divorced. He helped me through not realizing or not knowing how to deal with each of the kids. Like for a long while, I would like the bad part of single parenting, especially if you have multiples, you just start treating everybody the same. Because your mind can't grasp, your mind can't grasp that yeah, these kids are your kids. And yes, they were raised in the same house, but they're four different people. I've never had the opportunity of my oldest daughter living with me. But even with her, when I will go to her mom's house and stay over there and just do stuff for her there, like they're, they're five different people. And so I had to learn how to, like, I can't whoop my daughter. My daughter don't understand being whooped. My, she don't under, she don't understand uh, being yelled at. This is you know this is early on. She don't understand that. The boys they don't under, they don't understand conversation early on. They understand being popped. But then after a while, it's like nah, we can have a if we can have a conversation, and I still got to pop you something wrong, something that something is missing. But you got to learn that stuff. And through those trials and tribulations, I'm like, it's okay. It's okay to figure it out. Like I could, I've been, I've been stopped putting my hands on it. I've been like, it's just like it it didn't, once I sat down and sat back and just understood, it just don't make no sense. I know a lot of people say, oh, we got whooped when we was little and look at us now and stuff like this. And these kids act this way and that way uh, because they not get whoopings. No, they act this and that way because it, it's, it's not the whooping that changes you. It's the communication. It's the communication that changes. The whooping had nothing to do with it. The, the whooping created so much stress and so much resentment. Parents really don't even know. And as parents get older, they act like, oh, I never did that. I, I never did that. I never did this. And they did. They did. And that's why for me, it's like, it's very, it's very inform, important for me to be honest. I used to tear them kids up. Why? Because that's how I was raised. When you do wrong, you get your butt whooped, period. When you disrespect, you get your butt whooped, period. But there was no communication of, yo, don't do that. It was just a whooping. So for me, when I'm talking to my kids, we like, they hate it, but I'm elect, like, it's something that I learned from my brother. And this is way before he even had kids. Way, well, I mean, way before, I mean, we were still like teenagers. My brother will lecture you to where you will never do it again. Never. It, it, it didn't take a belt. It, didn't, it don't take yelling. My nigga will lecture you until the, 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 the cows come home. And then it makes you think. It makes you think like, you know what? That, that's true. Like, well, I don't understand why that, you know, that is what it is. I don't understand why, you know, I reacted that way. I don't understand why I did that. And this is like, I'm saying, matter of, this was way before I even had kids. I remember my god sister used to, used to be acting up, right? My god sister, Kiara, she used to be acting up. I mean, she a kid, not like acting out like that, but she a kid, whatever. 
And so she would get her attitude and it would be the funniest thing because he would sit her up on the counter and just be talking to her and she would be so mad as a kid. But it worked. She didn't want to hear that no more. But he was giving her, he was teaching her a lesson of being calm very early. You see what I'm saying? Like very early is like, you know, she's one of our god sisters that like really we was around for real for real um and so when she would when she would do stuff and he would talk to her it would just be so funny because it's like you're not like he knew early he wasn't gonna do what he wasn't gonna be the parent to his kids or the uncle or whatever in the way that we was we was raised by our parents right we come up in a time to where abuse was a thing you see what I'm saying? And again, parents don't want to acknowledge that because it just is what it is. You get older and you 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 want to act like it didn't exist, but parents have to understand. Like you you teaching us how to teach our kids. And unfortunately, it's not right. And so especially when you are coming from a single parent standpoint, it's like I got to do this because your mom not here. Like, like on the flip side, like my mom, my mom was hard on us, very hard on us, right? Cause she like, cause we was boys. And so her thing was that we wasn't going to disrespect her. So she was very, very, very hard on us with things. Like we couldn't do a lot of things that our friends could do. And it is what it is. Like, I'm not trying to bash my mom. That's just what it was. We could, she said no. And it was no, you see what I'm saying? Like, you know, it, it was what it was. Um, and she she raised us with a heavy hand. On the flip side, for me, I'm over nurturing. Like, oh man, their mom not here, you know. And this is right. This is like like right at the beginning. Like, um, I'm coddling. I'm helicopter parenting. I'm um um just just doing what I think a mother should should do. Or, or what my vision of what a mother would do. It wasn't until my ex was like, fam, you can't do that. Like you, like my ex is like, you gotta, you gotta let them kids breathe. You gotta still let them understand what life is. You, you can't keep on um, trying to prevent things like, like, like I'm, I'm the type that I'm, I'm, I'm looking three, four steps ahead. But when you're raising kids, yeah, you can look those steps ahead, but you gotta let them at least get to the second step. For me, I was like, nah, cause you're gonna do this, 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 and then this, this, and this. So it's like, you're not learning. You're not like you literally, you're, 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 you're losing out on opportunities of growth because I'm feeling like I have to do what your mom isn't isn't doing at the, like at the beginning and then after a while it's just like nah like I remember having a having a conversation with um the boy's mom like hey like I'm not ever gonna let them disrespect you but I can't I can't cover for you like you have to you like when y'all have conversations if y'all have conversations you gotta be real you have to, like, when they ask you questions, because they'll ask me questions, and I'll be like, oh, nah, man, you know, mom going through something, blah, 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 that's why she left, you know, um, oh, no, nah, you know, well, mom this, mom that, and then after a while, it's like, they start turning on me. They start getting that, like, like, what? Like, it's almost like, if you know all this, why you was with her? 
And this is how it happens because you get to lying to you and not lying, but I get, you get to, to omitting things from, from what you say to your kids about your partner when your partner leaves just to stay face, right? Just to be like, just to, in your mind, comfort them. And it just doesn't work. After a while, it's like, hold on. Like my kids are like, especially my 13 year old. He's always been the one to be like, so you was cool with that? Like you, like you cool with you cool with her doing that? Like I never forget, like when they were staying with her, he would call me all the time. Mom tripping, mom tripping, mom tripping. And I'm like, what do you mean? Well, this, this, and this. And then the parent in me, because we're not together, right? The, 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 the single person in me, uh, I'm going to be the better parent. I'm, I'm, I'm rushing over there like, what my son said, blah, 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 blah. And you're like, huh? Well, he, he said, boom, 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 boom. And she's like, well, did he tell you this? Or did he tell you that? And I had to pull myself back like, bro, it's okay. Like, let your son vent and let him tell his side, but let him grow. You see what I'm saying? So when the kids move, when the kids move with me, and there's certain things that I don't understand, when there's certain things that I feel like, you know, I need a different perspective, it's difficult. Early on, it's difficult because they wasn't really talking to their mom. Like when they when they move with me, like especially like now that they're teenagers, my teenager. I'm a 13-year-old, he has the hardest time with his mom. My nine-year-old, all he do is want his mom. Uh, the 10-year-old is indifferent. Like, he don't, he don't care. And my, uh, my oldest, that's my guy. He's trying to, he's trying recently now to uh, give his mom a chance more, but that's my guy. He, like, that's my twin, whatever. It, when, if it's time to go now, he rocking with me. That just is what it is. And that's difficult. I don't care if I am or am not with either of my baby moms. I want the kids to be able to talk to all of us. I want them to feel free to talk to all of us, but I can't be the one to make that happen. I can't fix their relationship with her. Just like she can't fix the relationship, like their relationship with me. Same with my daughter's mom. Like she can't, she can't tell my daughter anything. All she can do is hopefully one day let me see my child. And then when my child, when, when, when Imani has questions for me, I'll be able to answer them accordingly without bashing her mom. And that's just what it is. But it's difficult because you have to go through something to get somewhere. You see what I'm saying? Like, and if you, and if you still trying to hold back and not be who you are supposed to be, you're gonna suffer and your kid is gonna suffer. Your friends are going to suffer because they're going to see like, like fam, like let them kids learn. Let them kids be who they're supposed to be. Stop covering for the other parent because at the end of the day, them kids are going to grow up and they're going to see and they're going to be like, why you never told me the truth? Because this is the thing. This is what we don't realize. And this is one thing that I appreciate about my mom. She says, hey, her only thing she used to say about, about my dad, don't hate him. She never said nothing bad about my dad. We witnessed my dad do bad things 
but she never reiterated those things. She never brought those things up. Anytime we felt the way about my dad, because he said he was going to come pick us up, but never came. Don't hate your dad. Like just it, your dad is who he is. Don't hate him. It's not on you. Don't hate him. She would not let us be like, if we had anything to say, she wouldn't let us be like, man, F this, F that, blah, blah. Like, it, no. She did not tolerate us to disrespect our dad, even though very young, we was like, something not right. But then when we got older, we didn't resent her because she never, she never, she never gave us a false narrative of who she was or, or who he was. It was always, look, I understand. We're not going to do that. We won't keep pushing. So for me, I took that, I took that on when me and my ex-wife had broke up. I don't say nothing bad about her. They can, they will say anything. I listen, I wish they would disrespect her. I don't care what the situation was, is, will be with my son's mom. I wish they would disrespect her on the strength of that is your mom. Now, if you, if, 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 not even then, not even then, I don't even, I'm not even going to say that. I wish they would disrespect, disrespect her um, outside of, like, like if you have facts, speak your facts, speak your facts, but control your emotions because that's your mom. I don't care what, I don't care. I don't care. That's just who I am. I don't know if it's a bad thing or a good thing, but for me, it's, it's one of those things that I had to learn. I had to learn that it's okay. It's okay for me to say, hey, be mad if you want to be like, all right, you're mad. Cool. I would be mad too. You love your mom. But it, it, it's something, you know, the situation is not what it is. Or the situation is not what you want it to be at this time. I understand that. But we're not going to do disrespect because at some point, you're going to have to have a conversation with your mom. I told all my kids, at some point, you're going to have to have a real conversation with your mom. And I'm not talking right now when you were a teenager, when you were a kid. I tell them all the time, you're going to grow up. And you're going to realize something's just not right. Even with me, even with who I am, even with everything that I do, I said, you're going to grow up and you're going to be like, now why you did that? And I'm going to have to answer it when you ask me. Even though for me, like I admit, I used to tear them boys up, especially the older two, especially Keanu. I used to wear them out. And then I got to a point where I was like, Am I teaching you something through reprimand or am I bullying you because I'm stronger than you? Because I know that you can't, you can't hit me back. Am I taking out the frustration of work? Am I taking out the frustration of relationship? Uh, am I taking out the frustration of living check to check? Am I taking that out on you by whipping you because you're smaller than me or am I teaching you a lesson? There ain't no lesson in that. Yeah, if you disrespectful, you know, like I, like if you out of hand, I'll pop your lip quick because you're not just going to talk crazy to me. But whooping you? When I can say, hey, come here, man. What, 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 why you did that? What was on your mind when, when, when that happened? You good? 
you're gonna get on you you probably gonna be on punishment but i want to know what be, before i before i take the ds before i you know limit the time or whatever i do because like you're going to be on punishment but i want to know what you were thinking first because maybe i understand and like i tell my kids i'm not a i'm not a debater when it comes to my kids my kids know when i say something you have one response because I'm not going to debate with you. If your response, like, even at the at the at the smallest, make me think, like, hmm, all right, cool, I'll, you won. Period. That argument over or situation over, I get it. Like, I understand your logic. My thirty-year-old, he wins almost all the time now. Because at first I'm thinking like you just bad and you just doing something. So now when I talk to him like, yo, why you do? Well, why did you do that, son? All right, well I was thinking this, boom, 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 boom. And then a lot of times I'm like, oh. As an adult, it don't make sense to me. But put like stepping in your shoes, I get it. It's it's difficult, but it's okay. We not taught. We're not taught that. We are taught to the parent says what the parent says, and they rule. Period. And that's why we're all messed up mentally. Like that's why, like especially in the black culture, it's it's stay in a kid's place. It's do what I do, not uh, do what I say, not what I do. Um, it's keeping all these family secrets. Is it's all this stuff that don't make no daggone sense. And it's just cycle after cycle after cycle after cycle. At what point do you break it? Like I, I there was a post on Twitter and I was cracking up and I'm like, man, uh, it was talking about whooping kids. I said, well, I don't whoop my kids no more. And I said, the elders be so mad when they find out you don't whoop your kids. And they, like people were laughing so hard and it's just, it's so real because they don't know no better. They feel like if you don't whoop your kids, then something's gonna go wrong. I want my kids, like I hear people say, I want my kids so the police don't have to. Or I want my kids so they know this and they, and they don't have. But why? If you raise your kids, like, again, my 13-year-old, uh, he's ADHD, so he's very compulsive, right? I understand that. I didn't younger, so that's why he got in trouble a lot, because I didn't understand. Now that I've studied up on ADHD, a lot of things that he do, I just be like, yo, like you got to breathe, like don't don't do that, don't like like yo, and so like him and I, we have a thing to where when he's losing it because I have the same panic attacks too. We find each other, yo, I'm I'm freaking out, I can't breathe, um, and then he'll you know he'll pops what's what's, what's going on why what, like what happened. I'll tell him, he'd be like, man, that's cool, you know, chill, da 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 da. Vice versa. Before he would do something compulsive, and I bring your buddy here, uh, give me the DS, blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I had to learn it's okay. It's okay. It's okay to break that cycle of whooping your kids. It's okay to break that cycle of, of not yelling at your kid. It's okay. I understand this. I understood that I had to heal first. I understood that. I like, I think my last relationship ended in 2016. 
14 to 16, 16 or 17. And I understood at that point that I had to heal and I had to heal properly for the sake of my kids, right? It's not about, it's not always about how you parent your kids more than it's about how you communicate. A lot of times, because you're going through your own personal things, you're not allotted time to, to go through those things because you are a parent, uh, you, you miss a lot of things. You miss a lot of um, behaviors. You miss a lot of uh, milestones. You miss a lot of communication because you're dealing with yourself. But society tells you to feel bad because you're focused on yourself and you try to figure you're trying to figure yourself out at the same time, trying to be a parent. And I I say this with with I say this with all love. Um, even with losing, even with losing my baby, right? Sometimes as a parent, you really have to say, man, fuck them kids. What I mean by that is we get so lost in parenting. We get so lost and we have to protect these kids and these kids didn't ask to be there that we give 100% of ourselves to parenting and we forget that we are human. It's okay to hurt and it's okay to process your hurt. It's okay. You're not a bad person because you are going through. You're not a bad person. I remember when, like I said, my last relationship ended 2016 or 17. I cried for a year. I cried for a year. The relationship affected me so much that I would reach for her in my sleep. So much so that I had to sleep on a couch. So subconsciously, I understood that I was alone. I understood she was no longer with me. I understood we was no longer together. I needed time as a parent to heal, or not a parent, as a person. But at the same time, I have my sons living with me. It's not wrong to take time for yourself. I had to tell myself it's not neglect when I'm sitting in my room and I'm crying and I'm trying to, to, to come to grips that my relationship is over. I'm trying to come to grips with, um, I'm never gonna be with this person again, somebody who I felt was uh, my perfect, you know, my perfect match. So I'm stressing because I miss her. I'm stressing because I miss us. I'm stressing all these things, but I'm a parent. And so for a while, I'm just, all right, suck it up, suck it up, suck it up. All right, let's go to soccer. All right, uh, come on, gotta take you to school. All right, we gotta do this project. We gotta do that project. And the whole time I'm, I'm thinking I'm burying the emotion of being hurt. I'm, um, I think I'm burying uh, uh, the, the, the memory 
of losing this relationship, right? And then I start feeling worse. My attitude started getting bad towards the kids. Um, I started giving them TV dinners in, instead of cooking meals. I start, you know, sitting in the dark, just crying, music playing uh, for a year. I love this girl. And I was going through it. And I started thinking about what she said and I started thinking about what I said and I started thinking about my wrongs and her wrongs and stuff like that. But I gotta be a parent. And I started losing myself into being a parent, but I start spiraling out of control with depression because I'm not allowing myself to be a human being. And that's where we get lost at. That's where we are, in my opinion, as parents, that's where we are hurt at the most, especially when you lose the relationship that your kid, like, like I lost both of, uh, uh, of my relationships that with the parents of my kids, I fell in love with, um, with my ex. Like we didn't have kids together, but in my heart of hearts, I feel like she was the one. Like she would like, like in my heart of hearts with no, and I don't mean no disrespect. I felt like she was the one. But ego and arrogance and immaturity on both parts separated that. And that relationship devastated me more than any other relationship that I have ever lost or been in, yada, yada, whatever. But I remember faking the funk with the kids. And, oh, we, you know, I'm trying to be a parent, but you can tell that I'm off. I'm trying to do this, but you can tell that I'm off. And, you know, little things that they're doing, now I'm overly aggressive. Uh, in my response to that. And I had to say, I had to really sit down and say, you know what? I said, y'all, I'm very sad right now. I said, and I, I apologize for the way that I'm speaking to you and the way that I'm behaving. I said, but you guys are working my nerves and you are not giving me an opportunity to reset. I told the kids that. It was like, what do you mean? I said, I'm very sad that my relationship is over. I said, I know that I got to get you to school and then I have to cook your food. And I know that I have to make sure you guys have clothes and shoes and your hair cut and all of that. I understand that. And I'm going to continue to do that. I said, but I need time for myself. And I need to trust that you guys are going to be okay with me having time for myself and I was like all right bet of course they don't really understand what that means but I had the conversation with them because we communicate I had to I had to stop faking like I wasn't hurting I had to stop pretending that little uh, these little triggers that I was seeing was not activating a very very difficult emotion on the inside of me and I had to say to myself it's okay to hurt for yourself because at the end of the day, if you don't, and this is how I would look at it as a single parent, if you don't do your part, the other parent is gonna see you lacking 
and they're going to try to take what's yours meaning your half of custody, your half of visitation, your stuff like that. So if you don't stop and just be like, hold on, I got to heal myself. Me healing myself is not neglecting my child. That was a big thing for me is understanding that me stopping and saying, hey, I got to heal. I don't want to deal. Listen, if you are not offering word, uh, words of wisdom, if you are not offering me uh, 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 ways to heal, if you are not offering me ways to get through this, I, I can't talk to you because right now I'm hurting, but I have kids that I have to care for. And I had to understand that at the end of the day, I am human and I need to hurt. I need to cry. I need to want, I need to yearn. I need to love. I need to be at peace. I need to have conflict. I need to have these ups and downs, these trials and tribulations, but I also need time to get through them. I also need time to process them because if I'm not able to, I'm not going to be a, a, a good person to myself, let alone a good person to my child. It's a matter of you just understanding. If I take an hour or two a day just to breathe, just to breathe, it's not neglect. I raise my kids enough to give me, I raise my kids independent enough to be self-sufficient for an hour. If that's what I need. If I need longer, like I, I've raised you enough, I, like you're strong enough mentally to allow me this hour. We'll have to do nothing every day. I'm not telling you that every single day I'm going to be hurting like this and, and we're not going to, I'm not going to be able to interact with you, but some days, baby, I'm not going to be able to interact. Some days the pain is so real that I'm going to go lay down. And I'm going to watch TV and I'm going to sit you right here next to me. I may not say one word to you, but I'm going to sit you next to me and we're going to watch TV and I'm going to sit here and I'll put you to sleep and then I'm going to cry. Some days I'm going to, you know, I'm going to handle it a different way. I'm going to, I'm going to be singing, rapping, poetry, you know, dancing, and you can dance with me, not even realizing that I'm just trying to get this negative energy out of me. But you got to understand that even when you have little ones, don't ever feel like you neglecting your kid to make yourself like when you're trying to make yourself better. Now, like, and I'm not saying like send your kid with this person or that person for days on end. But what I'm saying is that if you need a day, you need a day. It's something that is becoming more evident to me in my life now more than ever. If I don't take care of myself, how am I going to take care of somebody else? And people have been saying this to me when I say for years, for years, because I've always been a person that I'm trying to make sure everybody's good, even at my own, at, at the sake of losing my, my own light, losing my own energy, losing all of it. So we got to get to a point in our life where it's like, nah, I got this. It's okay. It's okay, baby girl, I, uh, baby boy, uh, it's okay. Mommy needs this time. Daddy needs this time. I still love you, but I need this time to be a human being. And I need this time to do what I'm supposed to do to make sure that I'm okay, to make sure that you're okay. And as long as we can do that, then we're good.
it's one of those things that you just have to not be afraid to, to admit when you're not okay. I'm not okay. So this is what I have to do. And that's okay. No matter what happens, I want you to keep pressing, keep moving, keep going, because it'll always make sense in the end. Good night.